Welcome to Your Story Matters, the show where we share inspiring stories from all around the world. After you've listened to this one, why don't you tell us yours? Share your story at yourstorymatters.net. But first, here's your host, speaker and writer, Angela Schaefers. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing both Sherry Myers and Jonathan Astley. Jonathan has actually been a guest on our show before, and I know there are many people out there who always tune into his show in particular to get some tips about dating and relationships. He is a relationship and dating coach, and Sherry is a marriage and family therapist and author of the newest book out, Chatting or Cheating, How to Detect Infidelity, Rebuild Love, and Affair-Proof Your Relationship. Jonathan has authored Online Dating Secrets Revealed and Understand Men Now, The Relationships Men Commit to, and Why. So they're both connected in various ways to helping others with relationship and dating issues and solutions. And I think of them as the love doctors. And so today we are lucky enough to have them both together on the show to share not only some of the things that they've learned on their journey, but how their relationship evolved into being one of great romance and happiness and bliss and what they're doing to help others learn the things that they learned along their journey. Jonathan, let's start with you. Can you share a little bit for the listeners who may have not heard your prior show about some of your past, your relationship, the divorce you unfortunately went through, and how you evolved in that, and that evolved into your current career of relationship and dating coaching? Well, absolutely, Angela. And first off, thank you so much for having us on your show. This is so exciting for both of us, and we're very thrilled to be your guests. And to share a little bit my story, after turning 40 and going through a divorce in 2005, I found myself back out there in the dating world, and boy, had the dating world changed so much. And, you know, being in a place where I didn't even know how to you know, where to meet women or anything, I started online dating. And truth be told, I got kind of addicted to it. It's, uh, it's kind of a candy store in a way if you, if you start acting and connecting with people online. Mm-hmm. So I found myself connecting, going out on dates, um, and pretty frequently. But what was happening was I was developing these friendships with so many amazing women, by, whether it was via text messaging, emailing, or coffee dates, that sort of thing, and all of a sudden, Angela, they'd start to reach out to me mm-hmm. and ask for advice, and it would always be like this, Jonathan, I've got this date with so-and-so, will you check out his Match.com profile and tell me what you think? Mm-hmm. So I, I'd check out his profile, and i go, well, I see this, this, and this, and they go, oh, Jonathan, he's nothing like that, right. and I go, go on the date and tell me what happens, and sure enough, they go on the date, and they call me up, for, tell me, oh, my God, you were so right, and pretty soon... All of a sudden, what started off as a hobby, I created a, a couple uh, e-books and, and e-courses about dating relationships. What started off as a hobby has now become my full-time passion. I love that, and I know that there's many, many women who have been helped by you and who refer to you as their big brother because it is like having a big brother that you can actually go to and talk about men and relationships and get advice. And, of course, as a woman... We need that because we're not men, and we don't always understand how men operate and why they do or say the things they do, etc. So I know this has been a huge help for so many people, and you have groups out there and different individual coaching opportunities and things like that. So that's awesome, and I love that 
you took something that was a difficulty in your life, which was going through your divorce and having to start over and turned it into something purposeful. And that's really awesome because, of course, on Your Story Matters, that's what we want to encourage people to do is to overcome their circumstances and their challenges and find their purpose and live that out. Well, thank you. I truly appreciate that. And Yes, it's been an amazing journey. So, Sherry, let's talk about some of your past and your story because, of course, we haven't had you on the show before, so we don't know anything about what's happened with you, and yet you have all this great knowledge and experience that you share regularly. I know you're a media expert to several outlets, and you share about things that you've observed about relationships, especially between celebrities. So can you tell the listeners some of your past and how it's evolved into doing what you do? Absolutely. I became a marriage and family therapist about 25 years ago. And I went back to school after my first divorce, having two babies, not knowing what I was going to do with the rest of my life, mm-hmm. also wanting to learn how to make a living. Because up until that time, I wanted to be an actress. And I thought, I cannot support two children being an actress. And once I started going back to school, I realized ah, this is my soul. This is what I've been doing my whole life. Right. <laughs> From the time I was a child, counseling, helping. I remember walking as a little girl, holding my parents' hands, holding them together. And so when I got into couple counseling and I got into relationship counseling, I felt like I came home. So I realized that all paths are circular. And there's a reason for everything that happens in our life and that it will be revealed in time so that all my childhood experiences and all of my life experiences really led me to this path. So once I became a therapist, I actually in the process, I met my second husband who actually was my divorce attorney. (laughs) And we fell in love and Mm -hmm. I got married. And we worked together, and I became a divorce mediator as well as a relationship therapist. So Mm -hmm. I kind of did the whole gambit. And that relationship lasted for about 15 years. Mm -hmm. And that also ended. So I'm a two-time loser, actually, when it comes to long-term relationships. And it's it's interesting because I'm also a relationship expert. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, it goes to prove it doesn't matter how much you know, Love is a different is a different element. It, love has to do with a lot of the story we carry. Right. It's not even the skills we know. Mm-hmm. And you've got to work on that basic story. In some ways, that's what I'm learning from Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Because I'm learning a new level of love and a new level of what it means to really show up in relationships. And to be accepted and loved for who I am, not Mm. who they think I am, not for all the roles I play, not for being the good girl, not for being a good wife, not for being the good mother, not Mm -hmm. for being anything but me. And that kind of love, so few of us get to experience. And so now that I know it, I really want to promote how important honesty, integrity, communication, and really showing up each day present is. It makes all the difference. I love that. The very powerful. And I love that you 
you were able to share that you yourself, though being an expert on these things and having both education and experience counseling others, you have gone through things of your own relationship travesties and difficulties and challenges. But that is a great deal of where we learn from our own story. And so I appreciate your ability to be humble with the listeners and let them know that this happens. And of course, we hear about divorce all the time and breakups and cheating and affairs, something more we'll talk about with regards to your book. But it's part of being human. And so I think the key is in learning about that. And then what do we do to make it better for the next time. And that leads me into one of you, I don't know who wants to share because this will be probably the best part that everyone wants to hear. How did you two meet and how did it evolve for your relationship to be one that is really quite special as far as I can tell and from what I hear from many people? Maybe Jonathan and I can dialogue about this. John, you start this. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'll start it and you jump okay. in. Okay. Well, first how we met was uh, Sherry had just joined Facebook, and she had started to accumulate friends. And I, and I think you asked me to be a friend mm-hmm. because we had mutual friends. And I didn't, you know, at that time I was accumulating friends, wasn't really paying attention, until one day I saw her profile, mm-hmm. probably a month or two when she joined. And I looked, and I'm, first thing was I saw her picture, and I just go, wow, Okay. And I started to go, okay, let me look into it. I, I saw she was a relationship coach or expert, so I clicked on her website, and I saw these fantastic videos of Sherry and all this television that she had done, and she'd been on every news station, and she's got hundreds of videos. And I started to watch the videos, and I got hooked. Oh, okay. that's sweet. I got hooked. <laughs> I'm like, because this woman is truly straight from the heart. Yes. This was her uh, old TV show. So I'm watching the videos, and I'm like, okay, I've got to, how am I going to connect with her? So I, I saw she wrote a comment or posted something on her Facebook wall, and I commented on a thread, and she commented back. So that's the first dialogue we had. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to put it out there. I'll email her. And I, I sent her a little email about something about the, some, something on her wall or something I saw in one of her videos. I threw in a little compliment because it's always good to throw a little compliment out there. Key tip for uh, our listeners. <laughs> and uh, from that, she responded. So we, um, I think we, sweetheart, didn't we just, didn't we connect via phone at some point after a couple emails? I think, well, what happened was we also, I was invited to a group that Jonathan belonged to. Oh, that's to. right, that's right. And a lot of people were going, oh, Jonathan Asley's here. And I go, Oh, I, I think he's a Facebook friend of mine. But I saw him on a couch surrounded by women. So I never <laughs> met him that night. And I thought, oh, he's that one of those anyway. So, <laughs> so then fast forward. I don't That's think you even knew I existed. I, I didn't even know she existed. She saw me. I didn't see her. Mm-hmm. And so, but we, when we emailed each other, we decided, you know, we, we're, we're, both, we're both love doctors. We're both love experts. So we thought, why don't we just connect and dialogue? So... Um, we exchanged phone numbers. I called her up. I'll never forget because um, I called her up on a Saturday and I was heading to a party and I thought I'd even be a little risky and invite her to it. But we talked on the phone for a few hours. But in that, she told me she had just, we were sharing a little bit of our story and she told me she just ended a relationship literally days or weeks prior to this phone call. So I thought, ah, shoot, you know, it's a little too early to kind of hit on her, so to speak. So, uh, <laughs> But I said in the back of my mind, Angela, I said, 
I bet you anything, I'll see her on a dating site within six weeks. Uh-huh. Sweetheart? Why six you weeks to the day. Six weeks to the day. <laughs> <laughs> there I was. First was day. <laughs> and I, unfortunately, I had already paid for three months. I did the three-month deal. <laughs> oh, wow. So for, okay, so funny. here's what happened. Well, since I had her phone number, and we exchanged, I think, a text message during New Year's Eve or something, New Year's Day or something like that, welcoming the new year, I had her phone number. So... I said, so I emailed her on Match, and I and then I text messaged her, and I said, okay, I have a confession. I have the biggest crush on you, and why don't you say what you said back to me? So I went, oh, that's so sweet, but you know what? I'd make a much better bigger sister than a girlfriend. Ooh, yeah. ouch. And I was like, and I said, that's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I was sincere. I don't, I didn't, I knew enough to feel like, Oh, there's some differences. It's not, and see, this is what happens when you prejudge. Right. Because when you've got your little profile in your mind of what your fit is, mm -hmm. and you stick too rigidly to it, you could let a good guy. If he, if he took, my, took me at my word, and I was absolutely serious. It wasn't a game. There were specific reasons. One, an age difference. I like older men, and he's younger than me. Mm -hmm. So it's like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. That does not fit. I do not want to be even a day older than you. You know, <laughs> I want to be the younger woman. So he was already out, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. But he talked me into. I talked you into what I called a friendship date. And uh, a mutual friend of ours uh, was going to be at a party uh, for another uh, friend of ours from Facebook. I said, look, why don't we just go to this party We'll just go as friends, okay? Mm -hmm. And you have your choice. I can either pick you up or we could just meet there because it's close to your home. I said, well, just keep it casual. We're just going to be friends. Of course, my back of my mind, I'm kind of hopeful. And her, in her mind, she's like, ah, well, we'll just be friends. Right. <laughs> okay. Until I open that door. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, let me tell you what happened to me. Cupid hit me with a dozen arrows. Aww. I was smitten. Big time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just went, damn. Yeah. <laughs> He's so cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got someone tall, dark, and handsome at your doorstep. Yes. <laughs> Suddenly you go, oh. And the fact that he has amazing emotional intelligence. Yes. And... <laughs> You know, and he knows he had to. He knows how to talk, chick. So he's immediately a best friend as well. You know, it's like yes. it was a little. It was a little too hard to turn away. But I, I really, it took me about a month yeah. before I could give up my kind of preordained agenda. Yes. And truly relax and go go for the ride. It's okay. Yes. You know, whatever, because the rest is just story. Mm -hmm. Well, Angela, I'll tell you what I. I saw Sherry, I, well, look, it, I saw Sherry as so special in my heart and my mind and everything else. But, and so I decided, you know what, let me just take it slow. Let's build a friendship first. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did. I mean, in fact, we showed up to the party a few hours late because we were just talking. And we found ourselves talking, just getting to know one another. We went out, we went out on quite a few dates mm -hmm. over a short period of time. We saw each other about 10 times in less than a, like three or four weeks. Right. So, and it was all these great conversations, but it was really And we had big, fun. And it was fun, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was one of those things that you could talk about anything forever, and it still, there was more to talk about. 
Right. That's those are the best relationships to have, whether they turn out romantically or they're just friendships. That connection of you just get each other and you can talk and you can laugh and that's awesome. Another Facebook well, love story. <laughs> well, and I want to point something out for your listeners too, because uh, you know there was chemistry between us, mm-hmm. but I didn't lead with the chemistry. I mm-hmm. didn't have, or at least I felt. I didn't pursue it from that perspective. Oh, no, no, no. But he didn't push the sex agenda. That's right. Well, you know, he you. did. It was sexual, but he never led with that. And mm-hmm. it wasn't... A lot of times when guys try to jump your bones or they try to jump your bones too quickly, the relationship stops there. Yes. And he's the hiding. Friendship. Well, there, not only the friendship, really, it turns into something else. That's true. And if it's too premature... You stop the friendship because yes. then it becomes about the chemistry and all all of that stuff that you bring into relationship that you don't bring into friendship comes up. So it's better to be good friends first. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean that you have to be friends for months and months and months, but it's yes. so, it gives you a much stronger foundation when the storms hit mm-hmm. to be friends, to really like each other besides loving each other. Right. I agree with that. And I think that when I, of course, read your different posts on Facebook with each other and with other people, that's really what I see is that you truly have a beautiful friendship here. And that had to start somewhere. So out of that whole meeting, and that sounds so awesome how it all came about, what are some of the tips both of you could share for our listeners who are out there trying to find that right person and going through all these dates and frustration and just need a few tips to realize that there is hope for something special and beautiful. Shortly before I met Sherry, and you know, being a dating coach and helping women, uh, attracting men, I decided to practice what I preached and I created uh, what I call my love mantra. And I, I focused on the fundamental core values of what I want most, and that is chemistry, communication, compatibility, character, which is your value system, and what I call continuity, which leads to commitment. And I put together a, a brief mantra, and I recited it every day. I mean, I'm telling you, I recited it. Well, once. give a couple examples. So I, it was always in the we terminology. Mm-hmm. I said, when we meet, we'll feel amazing chemistry for one another. When, we, when we're together, our communication flows freely and endlessly for hours and hours. We are very compatible and we appreciate each other's, uh, we appreciate each other's imperfections as much as perfections. In other yes. words, kind of the price of the whole package, which I talk about. So in that, by reciting it every day, I literally called Sherry into my life within 38 days. We mm. connected on Facebook and within 83 days, we had our first date. And I, it was more about changing the story I had in my mind about relationships. So mm-hmm. the mantra was to help shift my story. Mm-hmm. And I, I highly recommend that for anyone first to ask yourself, what's your story around relationships? What's your greatest fear around relationships? And then shift that story by creating a mantra or an incantation, if you will, and recite it on a regular basis to change that programming. Yeah, and definitely make it present. Right. Make it present time, yeah. not future time, like it's happening now. Yeah. Right. What blew our mind <laughs> is, I think it was like two months into the relationship, yes. John, well, actually, in our call before we ever met, John read his mantra to me. And I'm not even sure why. And I went, oh, that's very nice. And uh-huh. <laughs> Thank <laughs> that's you. That's really a good thing that you're doing. You know, I was very psychological about it. 
But two months into our relationship, he pulled it out again and read it out loud. And we both got shivers because it really was me. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. That's wonderful. And I think there's a lot to be said about that. Whatever you think, whatever you draw towards yourself is what's going on in both your heart and your mind. And so when they're aligned and they truly are based on what you need and want, so many amazing things can happen. I I agree, Angela, that what gets manifested in our life really is what we believe. So it's changing that belief to, one, believe in yourself and know your value. Yes. Uh, Because when I met John, I wasn't in a hungry place. I wasn't needing relationship. I wanted relationship, but I didn't need it, and there was no desperation. Oh, that's powerful. And the other piece of it is, I really believe that men are easy. (laughs) I do. I don't look at, when I hear women say, it's so tough to meet a man, I've tried, there's no good ones out there, Um, you know, it's just been one devastating experience after another, Uh that's what's going to be carried on, because look at the message you're giving yourself. So I think what also helped me meet John, the love of my life, is as much as I had certain preconceived ideas, like age (laughs) and a few other things. There, I was open to meeting anybody because I never knew the gift they were going to bring. Right. And I, everyone I've ended up in relationship with actually surprised me because they always brought a gift that mm-hmm. was never on my list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it created expansion and it created, in a way, a learning about new aspects of myself. So they've always helped me grow. So when I look at any relationship I've been through... I look back with gratitude, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not with anger or disdain. Right. And so it, it allows me in a new relationship, and I certainly have fears, and I've certainly got all of my stuff. I've got a whole package, of, <laughs> oh, yeah, as John will attest to. <laughs> but I don't have the blocks to meeting. That so makes sense. It, so it allows wonderful people that I would never expect to come forth. Mm-hmm. So if I could encourage your listeners, it would be stay open to possibility. Yes, I think that's powerful what you said, because I think we also need to remember that we've all been hurt in one way or another. Some of it worse than others. Some of it, you know, we haven't unraveled completely, but we can learn from that. We can certainly learn from everyone that comes into our life. And we can use that to move forward instead of using that to stay back And one of the things that I have to say I love about what Jonathan does is that he teaches women, I think, to understand men better than to think that they all have to be changed or there's something wrong with all of them because that's a lot of what I hear and sometimes some of my own friends say. It's like there's no good guys. They all have this problem or that. And it's like, but really isn't it about some of your own perceptions and beliefs and what you're bringing into that, which is kind of what you were just sharing. Yeah, we all come with our stuff, you know, right. <laughs> like being a little more tolerant, but also being forgiving. I think so many of us carry this big bag of garbage from the past. Yes. And it's so heavy, so we enter with so much weight. And it's so much better to let that go because we're afraid sometimes to let things go because we're afraid we could get hurt again in the same way. 
So it's better that we carry this big bag of stuff just as a memory Mm -hmm. of how I've been hurt. And I would encourage anyone who wants to really meet a great guy or if you're a guy wanting to meet a great girl, let go of the stuff. Mm -hmm. It only weighs you down, and it's going to be a block or a wall. But let me jump in. We're not going to be able to let go of everything. Mm -hmm. And ultimately what I think we both learned together is what I call the price of the whole package. Mm -hmm. And that's really, it's appreciating and loving those parts in our partner that we might not find that likable, if you will. (laughs) Yes, very key. and, And I will tell you that in our relationship, there's a few things I'm sure that drives who drives her nuts about me and, and vice versa. But it's about finding that place. I, I truly love, it's not just those things I like about her, even those things that might drive me nuts, I love them. Because that's, it's a part of all, it makes up who she is. Yes. And, I, and without it, you know, I, I can't even describe how much I appreciate the whole package. And that, to me, I've never had that experience in my life. Mm-hmm. Well, that's total acceptance, and that's awesome. That's unconditional love is what it is to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that, as you said earlier, it is hard to come by. It's hard to accept someone totally. It's hard to love unconditionally, but it's not impossible. And well, it's so, about returning to love. Yes. It's yeah. not, I'm sure, John, you know, when I was writing my book, Chatting or Cheating, I, I was consumed because I had no idea how hard it is to write a book. I thought, in fact, I was joking with him, I'm going to whip this out in a few weeks. I'm going to base it on my videos, and I've done 100 videos on this, so I'm just going to take the scripts and write it. So one year later, so this was at the very beginning of our relationship, so really for a whole year of our relationship, I was obsessed <laughs> this book. I was spending 12 hours a day writing this book. It wasn't a little book. It was a big book. Right. And it's a great book. And he backed me the whole time, even when it took away time and attention from him. Mm. And he loved me through it. That's awesome. He really taught me what it feels like to have your back. And yes. if I ran into an obstacle, he said, let me help you. Uh-huh. So for all you guys out there who might be listening, there is nothing sexier or more attractive or anything that builds trust more with a woman than having her back and really supporting her in her dreams. I agree. Very good tip to throw out there. Love that. Let's talk a little bit before we talk about the book that you recently wrote, Sherry. How did both your careers evolve in certain ways because of your relationship. Obviously, not only do you have material all the time doing what you do, helping other people and coaching and counseling, but actually being in relationship and having the beautiful relationship that you do, how would you say that helped each of you on your path in this journey that you're on for your own careers? You know, it's actually kind of funny because I think it was just yesterday, I was pulling out my notes from a client that I had coached oh, about shortly before I met Sherry. And I was reading my notes and just even what I sent to the client. And I said to myself, wow, was I in such a different place then? Because as a dating coach, you know, I could certainly give you basic tips about online dating and, and meeting, but I was coming from a place of even searching myself. So I was like, I'm in the trenches with you. But now that I'm in relationship, all of a sudden now I see, I see the world differently, mainly because I'm 
I'm, oh my gosh, I'm deliriously in love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and also I've now experienced the dynamic of getting through the first date, the third date, the tenth date, the uh-huh. third month, the the sixth month, the one year mark. Now it's almost a year and a half. By going through those experiences as a coach, I can now come from a totally different place. Right. Of knowing, and each day is a new journey for us. And I share much of that on my wall. In fact, I can't tell you how many emails I must get per week saying, oh, my gosh, Jonathan, you're so different than you were a year ago. Yes. In the way you coach and the way you communicate through the social media venue that I do. So I know personally it's changed so much for me. And now we're even dialoguing and, and sharing the possibility of doing some things together. So that certainly opened me up to a place that I didn't expect a year and a half before I met Sherry. Mm, powerful. And for me, the lesson has been more inner. Um, as I mentioned before, it's about really being a team and a we, because we both are, we, we are both fascinated by relationship. We're both fascinated by the work that we both do. So we are talking, sharing, and holding hands through both our work journey as well as our relationship journey and so it helps both of us feel connected and we're growing we're both growing because we're processing all the time now anybody else would drive crazy you know (laughs) (laughs) if he was with someone else or I was with someone else because we get to process everything and most people would go you know you go what was that look and most people would get very defensive and John stops and thinks and goes and he digs deep, and you know, like, but anybody else would go, you know, gag me with a spoon. You don't want to be the fly on the wall in our house. <laughs> hey, you learn about relationships yeah. because we're we're fact, constantly analyzing. In fact, we keep saying, you know, we have to find something new to talk about. That's right. What's in the news? What's in the know? news today? Okay, that's like, not relationships. No. And then you know what? We'll find the relationship even in that. <laughs> what do you think he really was feeling? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's like when a bunch of therapists get together. It's the same sort of thing. It's like, and how does that feel for you? you know? <laughs> but that's where we live. Mm-hmm. So we get to live where we live. Right. With each other. Uh-huh. And it's not about adapting. We get to speak the same language and we get to feel as well as think in this relationship. So when you find that your partner, when you find that person where you get, you know, it's going to fill all your needs. You right. know, that's impossible. But when you feel like you're holding your hand, with the hand of your partner, it makes life so much easier because it's wonderful to have a partner. Yes. And I think rather than just looking for a boyfriend or a girlfriend, when you set your sights, it's really about setting your sights on what do I really want? What do I really want? What does that partnership feel like? Mm-hmm. And then doing the mantra John talked about earlier. Yeah. Doing that mantra and bringing it in now so your heart expands and opens to receive it when he or she comes into your life, mm. which will be a lot closer once your heart opens to it. Right. Absolutely. I agree with that completely. And so, I mean, we could obviously talk forever about your awesome relationship and, and all the things both of you are doing and that you've learned so far on this journey. Hopefully you'll have just a book that you can share the whole relationship and everything at one point. That'd be awesome. 
But let's talk a little bit about your book, Chatting or Cheating, How to Detect Infidelity, Rebuild Love, and Affair-Proof Your Relationship. Because, of course, cheating it seems like a universal thing, and it seems like it's always in the news, whether it's somebody you know very famous or somebody in politics. So what is the book about, and how would it help people that need to learn about chatting or cheating and those types of things and what it really is? Well, the reason I wrote Chatting or Cheating was because I'm seeing more and more couples, both in my practice, but all around me falling apart. And because of what I call this new infidelity that is striking, if you will, our generation and the generations that are coming after us, more so than ever before, because it used to be to have an affair, it took time. Mm-hmm. Now, with Facebook and Twitter and texting and cell phones and smartphones, literally relationships are growing at fast paces. Yes. And if there's a hole in your current relationship, if you're vulnerable, it can happen even quicker. So in some ways, I wrote Chatting or Cheating to be the Paul Revere of the cyber age, to say beware, it can happen before you know it, innocently. Mm -hmm. Even if you never thought you'd ever cheat, you start a friendship on Facebook, you start talking to the guy in the carpool line or at the soccer field as you watch your kids play, and your heart starts opening, you start sharing more, and brain chemistry starts taking over. And before you know it, you're in. Mm. So I wrote the book to talk about how easy it happens, what the relationship vulnerabilities are, to be aware of how it happens, um, what the signs are, if you suspect your partner, how to look for evidence and then confront, if you are the guilty one, the betrayer, how to confess, and most importantly, most of the book is about how to make your relationship stronger, how to rebuild love, how to begin to communicate, how to bring the romance back. I don't believe that affairs have to end a relationship because I think the road back, if you hold hands through it and both want to be, want to save the relationship, it can even make your relationship stronger because of the skills you're going to build to save your relationship. But I also believe that we take our relationships for granted. Yes. And it's really important to start paying attention to your relationship to keep it strong and make it stronger. So to affair-proof your relationship. So that's what the book really is about. Relationship CPR, if you will. How to mm-hmm. make your relationship even stronger so that the holes don't exist or you know how to heal it if they are. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Very needed, I know, because there's so many dynamics now, not just with the Internet, but more and more people traveling and living away from home to go to work and things like that. Do you think then based on what you've learned and what you shared in the book, that if a relationship is healthy, if there's love, that there isn't the opportunity for cheating. Because this is something that other people have asked. And we had another person on the show one time, and they were saying, you know, if if everything's in line and healthy and good, then these things don't happen. I'm learning that that's not always true. And I'd love for you to share your thoughts on that. There's a lot of people, reasons why people cheat. I think if your relationship is strong and you really are communicating and being present and staying in touch, really on a daily basis, feeding each other what I call the three A's, attention, appreciation, and affection, daily, uh, there is no reason to go outside 
But people, especially men, for example, men need variety. Uh-huh. They're groomed to spread their seed. You know, a biological imperative in the back of that id is spread your seed, create life. Right. So they have to be socialized to be monogamous because it's not natural in their nature. So faithfulness, I call faithfulness a learned skill. And it's a daily commitment because there's so much distraction. There is so much temptation for men and for women now. And so it's really not assuming that, of course, there's never going to be cheating and, of course, I'd never cheat. It's, in a way, making a daily commitment to your partner Mm -hmm. that I love you and I am faithful to you and you alone. Right. That makes sense. And Jonathan, just real quick, what is your take on, because we often hear men, they're the cheaters, they cheat more than women. We know that that's not necessarily true. It's only a small percentage that's higher of men cheating than women. So what is your take on cheating and how have you evolved from learning about that from Sherry's book and what she shared? Oh my gosh. You know, I was in the process with her literally writing the book side by side watching every chapter being written. And what, what my take is on, on cheating is oftentimes it's, it's where Sherry just talks about those three A's, the attention, affection, and appreciation isn't happening or there's a breakdown in communication. And so I, I think what happens is if you're feeling an emotional gap in your relationship or you're just feeling lonely, I'm not surprised that, that it happens. And for a variety of reasons, whether it's for sexual reasons or emotional reasons, as Sherry talks about in her book about what's called emotional sex. And in fact, I think it's happening so much because of the venues available to us like Facebook and Twitter and the instant communication we have. But what I love about her book, and I I so want to stress this, is that this book is great for anybody who's even in a relationship where there hasn't been any infidelity. Mm -hmm. Because... Literally, the last half of the book is all about creating a fantastic relationship. So chatting or cheating is really beyond just infidelity. It's more about creating an affair-proof relationship. And so I literally now, when I have my coaching sessions, I have the book by my side, and I, I just turned it, you know, a chapter in there because there's so much, there's I'd say chuck full of information in there that can mm-hmm. help you, you know, in your relationship. So Chatting and Cheating is a fantastic book. Aw, thank you, sweetheart. That's awesome, and I love that you could work together on it, so to speak, and support her during this opportunity that she had to sit down and write this and share it with so many people that I know it's helping. I'm so happy that both of you have been on the show today and that you shared some of your story and talked about some of your things that you do to help other people. Can you share with the listeners where they can find out more about each of you, your websites or social media links? Well, my website is called understandmennow.com, understandmennow.com, and you can find me via my website, obviously Facebook and Twitter. So yes, Understand Men Now. And my program is called The Relationships Men Commit To and Why. And it's all about men who are seeking, because I truly believe there's an abundance of men out there that are truly seeking really healthy, happy relationships. So I want to bust the myth that there's no good men out there and that men are commitment phobic, because I can tell you there are plenty of men out there that want relationships. I love it. Did all those women out there looking hear that? (laughs) 
<laughs> I believe it. I totally agree with what you're saying because I think there's a lot of fabulous men who are just ready and able and willing to be in loving, caring relationships. So maybe we need to shift our thinking or look elsewhere or contact Jonathan and get some coaching, but it can happen for anyone. And Sherry, how would people find you and connect with you and then also get a copy of your book. Chatting or Cheating, you can buy on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. There's a free chapter on my website, chattingorcheating.com. So they can get the first chapter free and it's all about analyzing your relationship, looking if it's vulnerable, what is cheating, and all of that emotional sex. There's lots of resources on chattingorcheating.com. Great. Love it. Thank you again, both. Again, we've had Thank Sherry you. Myers and Jonathan Asley on the show today, a brilliant love team and love doctors who are here to help Aww. everyone find the relationship that's right for them and that truly brings them happiness. Thank you, Angela. Angela, thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you.